1: Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our state senate president. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and my wife Linda will be joining us later in the show as well. It is September the 19th, and on this day in 1957, the United States denodated a 1.7 kiloton nuclear weapon in the underground tunnel at the Nevada test site, a 1,375-square-mile research center located 65 miles north of Las Vegas. The test, known as Rainier, was the first fully contained underground detonation that produced no radioactive fallout. A modified W-25 warhead weighing 218 pounds measuring 25.7 inches in diameter and 17.4 inches in length was used for the test. Can you imagine something so small could create so much destruction? Rainier was part of a series of 29 nuclear weapons and nuclear weapons safety tests known as Operation Plumb Bob that was conducted as the NTS between uh, May 28, 1957 and October 7, 1957. <clears throat> Excuse me. In December 1941, the U.S. government committed to building the world's first nuclear weapon when Franklin Roosevelt, uh, our president, authorized $2.2 billion in funding for what came to be known as the Manhattan Project. The first nuclear weapon test took place on July 16, 1945, at the Trinity Test Site in Alamogordo, New Mexico. A few weeks later, on August 6, 1945, with the U.S. at war against Japan, President Harry S. Truman authorized the dropping of the atomic bomb named Little Boy over Hiroshima. Three days later, on August the 9th, a nuclear bomb called Fat Man was dropped over Nagasaki. 200,000 people, according to some estimates, were killed in the attacks on the two cities, and on August the 15th, 1945, Japan surrendered to the Allied powers. 1957's Operation Bob took place at a time when the U.S. was engaged in a Cold War and nuclear arms race with the Soviet Union. In 1963, the U.S. signed the Limited Test Ban Treaty, which banned nuclear weapons testing in the atmosphere, underwater, and outer space. A total of 928 tests took place at the Nevada test site between 51 and 92, when the U.S. conducted its uh, last underground nuclear test. In 1996 the US signed the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty which prohibits nuclear detonations in all environments. Such an interesting story. 200,000 people killed in those two cities in Japan. Well speculation surrounds Representative Matt Gates A potential gubernatorial run in Florida in 2026 has been a frequent topic of discussion in Tallahassee in recent days, including conversations during a reception for an incoming Speaker of the Florida House on Sunday night. Getz has often been mentioned as a contender for the Republican nomination for governor. As an incumbent, Ron DeSantis, of course, is termed out. He's running uh, currently for president and would still have two years left in his governorship if unsuccessful in his bid to become president. So gets, I think, would be an outstanding governor. He's got great skills, very smart man, <clears throat> and really gets into the issues. I like him. I think he'd be a great uh, governor. Not necessarily endorsing him. We'll see who else comes out, but uh, gets. he's a good one. I really think he'd be uh, do a great job. And governor's job here in Florida, I think it's a great job for somebody who's got those leadership skills. Top leaders from 145 countries Our convening in New York City this week at the United Nations opens its 78th session of the annual General Assembly. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will attend in person for the first time since Russia's 2022 invasion. Uh, (laughs) He fired six deputy uh, generals uh, and uh, defense generals. You know, there's a lot of signs that this corruption there, and it could go right to Zelensky himself, but uh, he's trying to raise some money in the United Nations, and I'm sure he's going to show up in uh, Biden's doorstep and ask him for some money as well. The Assembly is the most representative body in the United Nations the world's largest intergovernmental association for nearly eight eight decades. The Assemblies provided a forum for global security, aid, and cooperation and is often viewed as the biggest opportunity for smaller countries to represent their interests to the international community. Leaders from uh, traditional U.S. allies, France and the United Kingdom, will be absent from the meeting. The heads from Russia, China, and India, three of the five members of the bloc emerging economies known as BRICS, which includes South Africa and Brazil, will also not attend. Their absence comes after last month's expansion of BRICS to six more countries, a forum observers uh, suggest aspiring to reform the West-dominated United Nations. have mixed feelings about the United Nations. Wish it weren't in, the, in New York. Uh, and uh, in some cases, just wish we weren't a part of the United Nations. Although I think dialogue is important in international diplomacy. I just wonder if perhaps it's not outmoded. Somebody needs to take a look at that. And I would suggest uh, the United States should be the first to do so. The U.S. and Iranic executed a high stakes prisoner swap yesterday, with five American citizens set to return to the United States. In exchange, the U.S. released five Iranians and unfroze nearly $6 billion in Iranian assets held in South Korea. The U.S. will monitor Iran's use of the assets to ensure they're used for humanitarian purposes like food and medicine. The months-long negotiations will be mediated by countries such as Cater, uh, Switzerland, and Oman due to the uh, U.S. and Iran not having formal diplomatic relations. Cater's uh, central bank will oversee the regulation of the unfrozen assets and funds. The news comes as the country remains at odds on uh, select issues, including Iran's nuclear program, military support for Russia, and a crackdown on dissent. Sanctions limiting Iranian economic activity with the U.S. and its allies has been in place for decades, with tensions escalating in 2018 when the U.S. withdrew from the nuclear deal. So perhaps things are unfreezing a little bit on that front. We'll see. i just point out, of course, that Iran is one of the greatest creators of international terrorism. Last night, the U.S. military found the wreck of the missing stealth fighter, Jet The F-35, which had been enlisted in the the public to help locate after the plane seemingly disappeared on Sunday in South Carolina, the search for the $100 million F-35B Lightning II commenced after an in-flight mishap, whatever that means, prompting its pilot to safely eject, according to the Marine Corps. The missing jet attracted significantly more attention than a stealth plane usually does, when the nearby military base turned to the internet for help. If you have any information that may help our recovery team, locate the F-35, please call the base defense center. Joint Base Charleston posted on X. The jet's tracker stopped working, and the 54-long Lockheed Martin craft was designed with anti-radar to be undetectable while flying. Since the stealth plane was in autopilot, When the pilot ejected, authorities believe it could have gone on for several hours. The Pentagon's F-35 program is projected to cost American taxpayers $1.7 trillion over the aircraft's lifetime. Amazing. Well, a renowned, peer-reviewed scientific journal is standing by a study that found that so-called booster shots increased COVID infection rates when compared to unvaccinated people. Let that sink in for a moment. The journal Curious, which has come under mounted pressure to retract the study after it conflicted with the official narrative used to promote the latest FDA-approved booster campaign. However, the journal has refused to bow to the mob and rejected calls to retract the study. Curious has said there is no basis for retraction. The study that found people who received a COVID booster were more likely to become infected when compared to the unvaccinated people. Again, let that sink in. Doctors say they are finding it increasingly difficult to distinguish COVID from allergies on the common cold or the common cold. Even as hospitalizations tick up, the illness past all hallmarks, such as a dry cough or the loss of a sense of smell, have become less common. Instead, doctors are observing milder disease, more concentrated in the upper respiratory tract. It isn't the same typical symptoms that we've seen before. It's a lot of congestion, sometimes sneezing, usually a mild sore throat, said a doctor. So uh, even if uh, you get COVID, apparently it's likely, if you don't have comorbidities, that it will be um, a mild case. Well, former President Donald Trump will appear with striking union members of the United Auto Workers in Detroit uh, as his opponent squabbled for the spotlight on the debate stage on September the 27th, according to a report. Uh, Trump contended that Biden's electric vehicle agenda is selling the UAW down the drain in a social post uh, posted on uh, True Social on Sunday night. They'll be made in China under Crooked Joe's China First policy. Auto workers vote for Trump. I'll make you victorious and rich. If your leaders won't endorse me, vote them out of office now, he implored the UAW's rank and file. With the Democrats and Crooked Joe calling the shots, you'll be jobless and penniless within four years. Remember, Biden is a crook who has been paid millions of dollars by China and others, he added. Not pulling any punches That President uh, Joe, uh, Trump. Uh, and in the indictment of President Joe, Joe Biden's son Hunter on three felony charges caused a splash, but a much bigger deal apparently is expected to drop soon. Hunter Biden will likely face federal charges for allegedly failing to pay taxes on $4.4 million in income he made in 2017 and 18 from a Ukrainian energy company, a Chinese private equity firm, and other sources. If these kinds of business activities that the House Republicans are putting are at the center of an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden and hope to make a major issue in the 2024 presidential election. Well, it's good to hear that uh, perhaps there's going to be some justice here. The gun charge... Of course, unrelated to all the investigations that are going in under uh, Joe Biden, <clears throat> but with the uh, inclusion, if Weiss, the U.S. attorney decides to and and uh, decides to indict uh, Hunter Biden on these tax charges, uh, that could implicate Joe Biden and would be a step forward, not only for justice but also for uh, indicting oh, and uh, for convicting Joe Biden for. All his his crimes, Senator uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer quietly directed the U.S. Sergeant at Arms to no longer enforce the chamber's informal dress code for its members. The new directive will allow Senator John Fetterman, who tends to favor gym shorts and hoodies over the business attire traditionally required in the chamber, to linger on the Senate floor before and after votes. Senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit," said Schumer. (laughs) talk about lowering the standards. Fetterman, who was elected last year, initially followed Senate tradition and wore suits, but since returning to the Senate, after being treated for clinical depression earlier this year, he frequently is spotted in the casual look that he is known for as Pennsylvania's uh, lieutenant governor. So uh, the old statement of the Minimax theory is uh, the minimum you expect from anyone is the maximum you can expect from everyone. So uh, again... The standards are lowering in the U.S. Senate. Now you can wear a hoodie and shorts to uh, the Senate floor. Unbelievable. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest-established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadena, the president of the Florida State Senate, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: LuluBees.com and stop by LuluBees Diner open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. LuluBees Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by LuluBees Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Forty-five,
0: forty-one. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, going to be uh, visiting with uh, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us our Florida State Senate President, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I was reading that, that in fact, I saw that the Rays are going to finalize a deal for a stadium in St. Petersburg. They're going to be moved from Tampa to St. Petersburg. Not a big uh, geographic move, but it uh, uh, keeps them in the area. I guess that's good news. It just raises the question about uh, do we p- ever participate financially in supporting uh, the building of a stadium like that?
3: Uh, we have not in the legislature since I've been there. Um, we've you know, basically shied away from that. Um, I, I know, of course, it could change, but mm-hmm. uh, we have typically said, look, if locals want to raise the money, it's up to them. You know, they we do get requests every year. Miami comes in looking for some money, and we've uh, to date turned them down because it's a lot of money, and, you know, there's some argument one way that they bring in tourists and et cetera, but uh, it, it's one of those supporting private entities.
1: Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more with the uh, with the position we take. It should be – if it's a private enterprise, they should be able to raise the money to to build their headquarters, so – uh, irrespective of whether it's a baseball team or a business. so
3: You know, it's funny. I have one of my colleagues uh, uh, who used to say, it's billionaires asking for billions. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so true. It's so true. So I understand that, that we now have a new designated uh, uh, Florida Republican House Speaker.
3: Y- well, yes. Um, typically, uh, you know, as you know, both the uh, Speaker and the President serve in those roles for two years. And... Uh, about a year out uh, before the end of each term, the incoming speaker and incoming president are designated. What that means is the Republican caucus, in our case, uh, and if if the Democrats were in charge, they would be doing it, but they're not, uh, meets and votes on who they would like to succeed the current speaker, Paul Renner. So yesterday uh, they chose Danny Perez from Miami, (coughs) who's, um, I think, uh, the third Cuban-American speaker. Uh, And in, I think, on October 17th or 18th, uh, we're going to be designating the incoming Senate president, Ben Albritton, who will replace me after the 2024 election.
1: So in in the House's situation, I mean, it's a two-year term. Isn't that a little bit precarious to name somebody that may not... I mean, can he serve you even if he's not elected?
3: You know, you're very... uh, That's very... uh, Uh, In fact, it happened when I was uh, in the House, they had a a speaker-designate who got into all, well, twice, actually, uh, before I was elected to the House back then, uh, got into financial difficulties, mismanagement, corruption, et cetera, and lost, and then uh, during, when I was in the House, Uh, an individual who had been designated uh, lost the election. It was really an upset because he took it too lightly, didn't do anything to run. You know, it's like, I'm a big shot. And look what happened. He lost. And then uh, we had to scramble around to select uh, another speaker who happened to be, a guy named Steve Crisofoli, who's a uh, farmer Uh. from uh, I think Brevard County. And just so he ended up being a really good speaker, but it was, you know, basically the ninth hour.
1: Is that recall that. Yeah. Happened. In
3: the Senate, it's not as much of a deal. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was designated president. No, I actually had to run for reelection, but, I, uh, it, that was not a big deal. Senator Albert has another two years. Um, so he'll be fine. He's running for election, but, um, it's a little different in the Senate. You know, most of our leaders are, 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 uh, uh, you know, well established, well known in their community,
1: and yeah. Uh, so, uh, as I recall, that happened in the House of Representatives, uh, the United States House of Representatives. Uh, yeah. Uh, guy was elected as a uh, majority leader and uh, ended up losing his ele- <laughs> election. Oh, Probably took his a little bit too lightly as well. Also, yeah,
3: you know, you gotta think it through. It, it, to me, it's such arrogance to just assume that you know the pe- your constituents like you. <laughs>
1: Exactly, so um, I understand that uh, there's some rumors going around that Matt Gates is going to be running for a governor.
3: Yeah, um, it's pretty. It's a pretty heavy, heavy rumor. Um, I was not able to be in Tallahassee for the speaker's design, designation, but he was there, uh, walking the halls, talking to people. Uh, there's a lot of consternation about that. Um, I know Matt Gates. I I served in the House with him. We were elected to the Florida House together. And, in fact, uh, the then speaker sat him next to me on the floor and said, keep an eye on him, make sure he stays in his seat. He never sat <laughs> still. His mother even called me, I mean, I guess because I'm a lot older, and said, can you please keep him in his seat? I want to see him on TV. And I said, I can't, I can't control that young man. And uh, uh, he certainly is a lightning rod. Um, you know, frankly, I hope he does not run. Mm. Uh, I don't think he has the temperament, uh, you know, it's, it's actually a, a, hard work, um, and you have to be able to spend the time, and I think he kind of likes the, the Showtime limelight.
1: Well, what an interesting observation. I have to bit to my near-jerk reaction. I was pleased to see it because I know he's a staunch conservative. I know he'd stand up for the right things in Florida, but, uh, you made some interesting observations, uh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there are a lot of staunch conservatives out there that are not um, always in the news kind of thing. And, and I, you know, I get it. I, you know, some of the policies that there's a lot of uh, people that are um, uh, saying they're going to run. I think Byron Donalds was uh, evidencing an interest. Our lieutenant governor, Jeanette Nunez, uh, I believe is going to run and she's uh, very qualified. It's a hard job, yeah. and you shouldn't just walk into it. And I think uh, Governor DeSantis, um, you know, found it to be much more difficult than um, he thought, and it took him quite some time to, to, you know, get up to speed. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'll be out by then, and. Uh,
1: but I must you know, say, I'll I'll I, it just gives us an opportunity to just uh, sing the praises of Governor DeSantis. I think he's done an outstanding yeah. job. He has.
3: Of- and he's he been has. so consistent
1: uh, yeah. in his quality and his delivery, right. and I just right. uh, really, really appreciate what he's done for Florida.
3: He really has, and uh, um, you know, he's very thoughtful. Um, he he reads uh, voraciously. He, you, you know, you tell him one thing one time, and he's got it in his head, and it's that's a rare gift. Um, uh, you have to be able to sit still. Let's <laughs> just put it this yeah. way.
1: I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but I sit on the board of the Foundation for Government Accountability. I must say, you can see the fingerprints of our policy work all over the things that he supports.
3: Oh, no question. Yeah, uh, Taryn Bragdon is is well received in in Tallahassee, and and, and for the right reasons. He's a very thoughtful, um, uh, creative, talented young man who has a lot to offer. You know, he doesn't jump out there. He works quietly, and uh, puts together some really good uh, uh, talk, you know, well, well,
1: I think uh, his policy is let's just stay in the background, make sure we create good policy, create a good exactly. strategy and, and exactly. give the, give the credit to the elected officials.
3: He's very good at that. I mean, we've, I've been working with him on my live healthy act and, uh, he has some very uh, good ideas. Uh, frankly, I like to say great minds think alike because he comes to see me and he says, Look, I have ideas. I go, Hey, look, here's my idea. It's the
1: same thing. <laughs> 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 Kathleen, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you, and have a great day.
1: You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Boo so We'll find out what's new with Boo up in Madison, Wisconsin. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Hardin Broadcasting Network. <laughs>
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network.
1: Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Fifty-three ten. That's 239-269-5310. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239 239-
0: back to the Bob Harton Show, and now here's your host, Bob
4: Harton.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I want to welcome Matt and Megan Chionis, uh, new advertisers on the show. Uh, they're uh, representing Gulf Coast International Properties, and they represent you as well. They understand the affluent buyer or seller, and uh, your needs and desires are unique. You can find out more by calling Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 269- 269-5310 is the number we have with us boo mortensen she is a former radio personality in madison wisconsin and now a regular guest on the bob hart show we've missed her for the last couple of weeks boo thank you so much for joining us here on the show
2: i have to say it's wonderful traveling sort of but it is great to come home i mean there's nothing like arriving back in your own home and uh, your own bed and your own routine. However, the trip to Budapest and Prague was outstanding. You know, it's not the destination, it's the travel to the destination that is daunting. And we flew out of Chicago, we flew through Heathrow, which I have not gone through in years. Yeah. That airport is so massive. And of course, we were late getting out of Chicago. So while we're on the plane, they make the announcement the following people have missed their connection. And of course, our names were listed. Oh, no. So we spent nine hours in Heathrow. Now the time is rolling. The planes are delayed, delayed, delayed. Our flight's supposed to come in. I didn't know that Heathrow closed at night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know they they guess i don't I think this might be international law that uh, flights are supposed to land or take off by a certain time
2: who knew <laughs> yeah. i certainly didn't and by by 10 30 11 o'clock uh you know we're in the lounge area the british airway lounge and they start flicking the lights off the guys are vacuuming the floors and you're like oh my god what are we going to do oh. i mean it was nerve wracking. The plane finally came in. We were the last plane to leave Heathrow that night.
1: Oh my goodness! What a, well, I hope that was the uh, the end of your uh, ter- uh, turmoil during uh, during the trip.
2: Yes. Yeah. We, uh, <clears throat> you know, we kind of lost a day. We didn't get in till about two in the morning. Uh, so you know, the next day you're sort of half baked. But I didn't really understand. Flying, traveling is nerve-wracking. Yeah, There's sure just is. no two ways about it.
1: Well, I'm in that group that uh, really prefers not to travel anymore. I've, I've, uh, but you mentioned two, you know, Budapest and Prague. Those are two places I really would love to see sometime in my life.
2: I will tell you, on a scale of 1 to 10, and I've traveled a lot. I've been to a lot of places. I've been around the world a couple times. I mean, I've really traveled a lot. These two are in the top. Five places to visit they really are they're spectacular their history the architecture the statuary the friendliness cleanness safety in the in these big cities it's it's just fabulous it it was so wonderful to be in those cities they're just fascinating so come on now bob you got to bite down and do it
1: yeah i don't know about that uh just i've had uh back surgeon i had to judge a number of things that make uh getting around a little bit more difficult so but some may, maybe someday i'll uh do that uh again two great great cities any uh observations about the differences i mean uh, were they anybody masked up or how about the local customs and things that are going on
2: no i did not <clears throat> i've I made two observations one nobody had masks on good um nobody in either the cities uh the only person I saw with a mask on was an American couple that was on our boat. And I thought, oh, yeah, dumb fools. You know, you're so <laughs> <the God> mighty. <laughs> Do they really think they were safer? Who knows? Obviously, they must have. So that was point number one. Point two is I was completely shocked at how much smoking there still is. Wow. Europeans, uh, Eastern Europeans are big smokers. Everybody smokes. Yeah. There are even cigarette vending machines. Wow! So, when was the last time you saw lots of people on a street smoking?
1: Well, you know what? I, on cruise ships, you see that a lot too. Europeans, I'm sure, are the are the reason for that. But uh, I see a lot of a lot of smoking on cruise ships as well.
2: Well, I was—I have to say that I was very taken aback by that. Um, you know, we had guides, we had lots of opportunities to interact with local people. So, of course, my question to everybody is, what do you think about Biden? I would say universally, the response was, he is too old. He is inept. It was not positive. But I can't say that there was a lot of people that were like, yippee Kaye, let's elect Trump, either. Yeah. You know, they sort of say, well... He's three years younger than Biden, but he acts like he's seven.
1: Well, you know, I don't know that there's a... uh, To me, I'm resistant to the age uh, argument. I think uh, competence is the key. And, uh, you know, I've met some very extremely competent and capable people who are in their 90s, and I've met people that can't walk and chew gum in their 50s. So (laughs) I I just wonder if if considering age is important.
2: I think for the most part it is. I think after a certain point there is cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, you know, it's scientifically been proven. And I don't think that it should necessarily apply to just the president. I think there should be age restrictions or term limits on anybody that goes to Washington. I don't care who they are.
1: I must say, it's beginning to look like a nursing home up there <laughs> in, in the nation's capital, isn't it? I mean, which Fetterman, it is. The unbelievable. They just lowered and, the you sta- know,
2: you go on boards. If you're on a board, after four to six years, you're off of the board. Now, you could be a big contributor. You could be being active, participating. But after X number of years, they want you off of that board. And they want new blood, new excitement, new ideas. That's the way it should be with a business. Don't you think that should be that way with a country as well? Yeah. I mean, you can't get these guys out of there.
1: You know, someone made a good point. In Washington, D.C., if you had term limits, the problem is that you have all these uh, uh assistants and, and staff that stay on and end up running the country because they're telling the the uh, new elected officials how to how to do their jobs so it, it's a it's a conundrum it's a, it's and i'm you know what i'm very grateful for some people that have been on the job for quite a while uh and because uh, they're knowledgeable and they're very capable at what they do
2: yeah i am too what do you think about mitt, mitt romney saying you know what i'm done i'm old i'm done
1: I wonder, in the back of my mind, I wonder if he's not planning to run uh, as a candidate in a third party.
2: Wow. Um, Well, aren't you the one to come up with that?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure I did, but nevertheless, uh, it's an interesting thought. I mean, uh, he likes the limelight. He ran for president before. And he actually could have won that race had he just stayed there and uh, seen it through to the end. But he didn't, unfortunately. And I don't know if fortunately or unfortunately. But nevertheless, uh, you know what? I won't be disappointed to see Mitt Romney in retirement clothes. So, hey, Boo, you know what? I always appreciate appreciate your commentary here on this show. And I'm looking forward to a trip someday to Prague and uh, Budapest. Thanks so much for joining us
2: my pleasure buy your airline ticket that'll motivate you there
1: you go thank you boo all right coming up we're going to visit with seat motley the founder and president of less government we're going to do that and more right here on the bob hardin show on the bob hardin broadcasting network
0: stay tuned for more of the bob hardin show here on the bob hardin broadcasting network to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks
1: so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government.
4: Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and government is
1: not. No, it keeps on growing, but uh, we're grateful for your efforts. So, uh, you wrote a really great piece D.C. doing violence to the economy via violence to the Constitution. No truer words could be spoken. Maybe you could tell us about it.
4: Yeah, I, I did a little, you know, I. There are a lot of conservative friends of mine and acquaintances via social media who are very angry with me and my perspective on leaving the country and, you know, the, the country condition as currently constituted. And it's, it's, it's the old line from the movie you're in love with the idea of him or her, not the actual person as, as constituted. Mm-hmm. And. One of the I wanted to write this in part to look at at least one aspect of my decision to leave, and that's the financial situation of the country. And by the way, uh,
1: Seaton has moved to Belize. I have to say with yes. some envy. But go ahead, go ahead, Seaton.
4: <laughs> so the U.S. economy last year, 2022, was 25.5 trillion dollars. The national debt. It's funny. I went and looked when I was writing in the morning. It was under just under 33 trillion and it passed 33 trillion during the day. Yeah. So now you're looking at a country with 129% debt to GDP. You've got a 2 trillion dollar deficit budget deficit this year. So now that's adding 2 trillion. Now you can, you know, they're not fixing the problem. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Plus they're raising interest rates because they printed and spent a ton of money they don't we don't have, which inflated the money and their only solution is to beat the head beat the economy over the head with interest rate hikes that it doesn't it never occurs to them to reduce government reduce taxes reduce regulations and let the economy grow and you know therefore absorb the bad money no we have to shrink the economy and have demand go down how about we increase the economy and let everybody grow yeah. and you know if if the economy goes from 25 to 30 trillion the ten trillion you just printed isn't quite as poisonous. Right. Right? Because it's part of a bigger pool. If you drop a glass of water into a glass of water, that's a problem. If you drop a glass of water into a pool, all of a sudden the inflation's not so bad. Right. So anyway, so they're doing that. So of course the interest on the debt goes up because they're raising interest rates on everybody, including themselves. So all that's going on. Meanwhile, and the the reason, you know, most of what D.C. does is completely unconstitutional. And that's why we've gotten so far upside down is because we've moved so far away from the constitutional moorings that we're supposed to be, to which we're supposed to be tethered. The two biggest drivers of the debt, of course, are Social Security and Medicare, both of which are entirely unconstitutional. Right. There's no, the federal government has zero business being in the retirement program business or the medical business. There's right. no expressly enumerated power in the Constitution, partly because the, the the founding fathers didn't want the government having a infinitesimal fraction of that much power that is given to itself, and partly because, as I say in the piece, they knew government bureaucrats can't tie their $1,000 wingtips. They certainly can't run retirement and medical programs.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, so, that horse is long out of the barn, Seton. Unfortunately, well, but
4: that's the thing is, you know, unfortunately, it's out of the barn. Okay, you can't fix it. So why am I why am I getting yelled at for pointing out that you can't fix it and it's broken and the country's broken? <laughs> the two programs are a hundred trillion dollars short right. in the next thirty years, yep. and I'm getting yelled at for pointing out that the programs are a hundred trillion dollars short. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, don't get mad at me. I'm just pointing out the obvious. Right. So anyway, what we what just happened last week was, unfortunately, the Senate, con- you know, I said, so, I say in the piece, so let's have the government run the Internet, too, because they're doing such a great job on everything else. And what's happening is they just added a fifth commissioner on elected bureaucrats to the Federal Communications Commission and now all the and what that does is it breaks the two two tie it's now three Democrats two Republicans and the morons are all excited because now the the, the FCC can vote to uh, impose net neutrality and title two reclassification without getting too much into the weeds title two regulations date all the way back to 1887 railroad law right and then, and then and then to 1924 landline phone lines now just on a rudimentary engineering basis what do train tracks do they go in two directions what does a phone line do it goes in two directions why do they call the internet the web because it's a million in two directions right all the time so to apply binary regulations and law to the web What's that going to do to the web? It's going to shrink it down to be binary, basically. It's going to massively contract the internet, and the left can't wait. Finally, we have a third Democrat on the commission. Let's have them do this, again. and it's just so incredibly stupid. Uh, unless you want to destroy the economy, and then it's a great idea. And so they're talking about doing this now. They're going to vote on it soon. It's going to happen, and then we're going to have to. And then everybody's going to, you know. Get, Call the lawyers. All the lawyers make money. We call the lawyers. and The government gets to hire lawyers to defend the power grab with our money. You know, Their leftist lawyer friends get money from us to defend this idiocy. And the, and the whole merry-go-round starts up again because Obama did it once. It got overturned by the courts. Obama did it a second time right at the end of his second term. And the Trump administration, you know, and, and there, were, there were lawsuits plenty going on. But then Trump won and pulled it back, reversed it. Yeah. Um, and so all the lawsuits stopped. Well, now they've been chomping at the bit to reinstate it, and now that they've got a three-two majority, they can't wait to reinstate it.
1: It's so sad because, Seaton, as you've pointed out before, the uh, the internet's a free market Xanadu. It's been doing fine without regulation either on an international or national basis and uh, quite frankly, it'd be just great if they would just
4: butt out. Well, there are some regulations. We, we, need, we need we need privacy legislation. The reason we don't have privacy legislation after 30 years is because big tech doesn't want any. Right. They want to continue to collect our data completely unfettered with no rules, no limits, no regulations. That we need. What we don't need is to pretend that the internet providers, AT&T and Comcast, are a bigger threat to us than Google and Apple and Microsoft, if you just look at their market caps, you know Google could buy the top five internet providers with money out of their petty cash store. I know. And what net neutrality is operating under is, hey, we really need to protect these little startups like Google and Apple and Microsoft from these evil corporations, Comcast. What are you talking about? I know. The reason they've gotten to be a trillion dollar company is because of rules like this. So we do need to, and we need to get rid of Section 230. We need to enact privacy legislation. What we do not need to do is this stupid Title II reclassification. No and question. And neutrality.
1: Seat Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the website lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seat, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
4: Thank you very much,
1: sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden, that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: You have questions about your retirement?
0: back to the Bob Hartman Show. And now here's your host, Bob
1: Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Sizzle Dining is running through September the 27th, and Blue Provence is participating. One of the participating restaurants, there's 55 restaurants participating in Naples. And a portion of every meal, the income goes to Blessings in a Backpack of Southwest Florida, not-for-profit, a uh, local chapter that feels, feeds food-insecure elementary students on the weekend. You can find out about who's participating. com is the website, com. We have with us Linda Harden. She is uh, my wife, and I'm very proud and grateful, but also she's extremely knowledgeable of what's happening around the United States and here on the Paradise Coast. Linda, thanks so much for joining us.
5: Um, you're welcome. Good morning. And saying sizzle and participating – Several times in one sentence is not easy. Well, uh, I have a forgiving audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it,
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. So, Sometimes. And, you know, here's the other thing that I've discovered. The, the written word is not necessarily meant to be spoken. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you need to revise stuff on occasion because it's, it's it could be a mouthful. So, you know, one thing that happened this week, the well, news is coming out like a fire hose, uh, by the way. We can't cover it all. It's true, but uh, one of the things that caught my attention is, of course, uh, there was assassination attempt, or at least the, the uh, evidence of assassination attempt. What do you mean? Up, the
5: guy that showed up with full-body armor uh, yeah, going after Robert F. Kennedy where he was speaking? D. That D. Spike,
1: Yeah, that in, in L.A., that's right. Well, it turns out that, of course, uh, Joe Biden has said, well, I'm not going to give him uh, uh, the uh, Secret Service coverage and protection while he's running for president—that that is just unconscionable. His his uncle and his father were both assassinated, political assassinations, and uh, to think that Joe Biden, for whatever reason, would make this decision is just unconscionable.
5: You know what? You know what? What absolutely blows me away, and we've talked about this a number of times, is. There is so much election interference going on mm-hmm. by the Biden administration to try and squash their political opponents it it you know for as much as as Hillary Clinton and all these people were were saying nobody's doing anything about it. they're just sitting there what if what if this guy with all that he's he had hand grenades he had all this stuff on him
1: and um and the, by the re- representing representing himself as a member of the protection team. For uh, Robert F. Kennedy, right, Jr. the Gavin,
5: Gavin De Becker, um, which, by the way, Robert F. Kennedy um, uh, hired because he found about it out about it from Tucker Carlson because Gavin De Becker was on Tucker Carlson's show and he had the security um, detail and whatever. Thank goodness for them,
1: right? Saved his life, I, I think. So, to me, it's just tone deaf. I, I, even as selfish and uh, as poor of the decisions as that Biden makes you would think he'd at least be uh aware enough to assign the secret service he doesn't detail care. he doesn't care to Robert F Kennedy Jr. and spe- speaking of uh, Tucker Carlson I understand that uh that Paxton is on his way up to visit with Tucker Carlson or down his w- way down to visit with Tucker Carlson No
5: it's up. It's up? Because he's still in Maine. He's not Oh, in he's in Maine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so um this whole weekend, this whole this whole scenario about um, Ken Paxton being railroaded by the Bush faction in Texas, Rhino faction, is the best must see TV I have watched in a long time. Not only not only did they they just make stuff up. I mean, it was all about what they were doing to Trump, mm-hmm. pretty much on a smaller scale. But they're all they just made stuff up. And and this guy said, was banking on the fact that the media was going to run with it, and nobody was going to come up against it. They had zero evidence, zero, zero, and, and they were going to ruin this man's
1: life. You know what, it was so refreshing to have... The attorney, I think his name is Busby, if I'm not mistaken. Tony Busby. Tony Busby, who will, actually get the get one of the guys to admit the fact that they had no evidence. They and the made, guy
5: broke down in tears. <laughs> That's great. And then, and 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 then, um, for for people now, I've I've told you a number of times um, on your show and and off your off the air, how many times do we have to realize? And, and pinpoint somebody who we thought was a good guy who's a rhino yeah. and, and, and who exposed himself just this week as a rhino is Chip Roy from Texas. He's been trying to get um, uh, um, Paxton out for a long time.
1: He has. Uh, that's to me, is just for the For the last
5: four years. And now... He's supporting DeSantis and trying to go get DeSantis down to Texas. And guess who he's, who he's going to try and get DeSantis support with? All these people who tried to railroad Paxton, including the Bushes. Wow. Politics
1: is a dirty business. Isn't oh, my it? goodness.
5: I mean, I, you know what? I was back and forth with Matt Gates on social media the other day, and thankfully he, re- he actually responded to me. But I said, I'm looking for a handful. You know, uh, uh, True Good Men, A Few Good Men, right? What's that song? A few, we're looking for A Few Good Men. I think that was the... Um, it's the Marine Corps. No, well, and the Gaither Vocal Band has a song called A Few Good Men to fight for freedom. So far, you know who who's top on my list right now today, aside from Mass Gaze, is that Tim Burchette from... from He's terrific. From Knoxville, Tennessee. He's terrific. He uses dad gum more than I've heard <laughs> in a long time. But you know what? He's just not putting up with any... Um, B.S. from from these Rhinos that are on Capitol Hill It's so refreshing
1: It is refreshing He's a good old boy I mean Natalie Winters Is uh, interviewing him On the show And <laughs> he uh-huh. proposes to her That she have a date A blind date With one of the guys That he works with And he says You know what He's got most of his real teeth <laughs> It
5: was so cute it was so cute. Uh, Natalie Winters, who, who you can't put much over on her. By the way, if you don't know who Natalie Winters is, um, she's the smartest little cutie pie you've ever seen. She went to the University of Chicago, and she's covered more, uncovered more stuff about Anthony Fauci and the con- uh, Communist Chinese Party than yeah, almost she's anybody. She's cute as
1: a button, but she's tough as steel. I'll oh, boy.
5: <laughs> oh, boy. And, she, and you know what? If, uh, if I were... Uh, Kevin McCarthy, she is not a friend of Kevin McCarthy these days, which is a whole other topic of conversation about uh, motion to vacate his role. He is he is going up against some real tough um, uh, folks in 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 the Freedom Caucus this week because virtually he's tried to tap dance his way th- with the help of the media, including Fox News, including Maria Bart- Bartiromo. I'm sorry to say, and he's just tried to uh, buffalo the 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 uh american people into telling saying how much he's done he has done nothing and he slow walked everything
1: so my suggestion is to go ahead and shut down the government and to get the government open let's just uh, go through the process of uh doing exactly what mccarthy pledged to the uh, freedom caucus and uh, once they have an agreement with the president as well as the senate then we can open the government how that how would that work
5: Sounds good to me. By the way, before before I get booted off this show because we don't we never have enough time. I need a higher pay paycheck for this show because I don't get enough time. Just say I'm just saying. Uh, we need to talk about what they're doing. The FDA and and the CDC and all those folks are doing. They're t- they're taking off our um, cold medicines, Dayquil, Nyquil, all that stuff because they qu- say they don't work.
1: No, you know what that is. That they're just trying to push the vaccine.
5: Well, they're tra- well, Of course, but now they're trying to to. Um, they're making a push on eliminating vitamin supplements, saying that they don't work. So you're absolutely right. The, with the FDA, the CDC, with the help of the pharmaceutical companies, being bankrolled by the pharmaceutical companies, are trying to push everybody towards a, a, a vaccine uh, lifestyle where the only thing you can do to get anything is through a vaccine.
1: Linda, just really appreciate your commentary here on the show. You'd, you'd think that these healthcare, public health officials would try to do something to help us. Uh, I look to uh, Ladapo, Joseph Ladapo, our Surgeon General in Florida, give us the real scoop because you're not going to get the real scoop. You can't trust what you're getting from the FDA and the CDC. You
5: know what? I was just reading in one of the books about um, oxalates that's in our food. We were talking about last night about what what the FDA is okay to be put in our food. And, and the American Medical Association and back to when Rockefeller took over the American Medical Association and, and started, they, they can't be bothered with health and promoting health and promoting things to, for people to eat that are healthy because guess why? There's no money in it.
1: No money. Linda, I really appreciate your commentary on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some terrific guests lined up for tomorrow. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. And I appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you so much. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.